what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. This is episode 64, and this is my weekly recap show where I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, let you know what's going on on both of the brands, let you know if the shows are worth watching, and let you know if there's any matches that you should go out of your way to check out and all that great stuff. If they have pay-per-views, I will do pay-per-view reviews as well. So we're going to start off... The show with Monday Night Raw, they were in Wichita, which apparently is in Kansas, that's news to me. Starting off the show with Rhea Ripley, she gets presented with her new championship. It's the same as the heavyweight championship that Seth Rollins has, but it has the white strap. I mean, I'm fine with it, I I like that it's based off of the big gold championship, which is the belt that I wanted them to bring back just in general, but they rebranded it, slapped a W on it. And, I mean, it's an upgrade, but it's still not, like, as good as I I was hoping it was going to be. But it is a minor upgrade. We got Dom Mysterio joins Mommy in celebration. The crowd boos them relentlessly, as expected. Cody Rhodes joins the party. He still remembers Dom slapping him in the face last week. So he challenges Dom to a match at Money in the Bank. Oh, my. Dom accepts. The Miz decides it's a great time for a sneak attack, so he sneak attacks Cody Rhodes. Miz gets taken out easily, and then Dom cheap shots Cody Rhodes again, and he runs off. What a chicken. Solid opening segment right here. Cody versus Dom Mysterio, man. I mean, on paper, it's like maybe people that aren't watching WWE regularly would be like, really? Dom Mysterio versus Cody Rhodes? And I thought that for a second as well, but then I realized like, man, Cody, I mean, Dom Mysterio is over. He's quite possibly the hottest heel in the company right now. Cody Rhodes, one of the biggest baby faces. So yeah, this could work. I mean, Dom is not amazing in the ring, but he can hold his own. He's fine. So it could be a pretty good match. I definitely, I'm definitely... Excited for it. Now we move on to the match. It is Cody Rhodes versus The Miz. Rhodes tossed into the steel steps. The back of Cody's head is bleeding. Somehow, Cody Rhodes always manages to get some blood in there. Matt Hart- We get a Matt Hardy side effect by Cody. I-, I really like that. I hope that is a sign of respect to good old Matt Hardy. Hits across Rhodes, and Cody Rhodes picks up the W. Uh, just an all-around solid match. I mean, nothing too crazy. Kind of standard stuff. And like I said, Cody always manages to get some blood somehow. I don't know how he keeps doing it. We move on. It is Becky Lynch versus Chelsea Green with Sonya Deville. Becky stumbles, stumbles, as as I do on this sentence, Becky stumbles her way through a promo about power or something. uh, Not not very good. Zoe Starks has heard enough. She trash trash talks Becky Lynch. Green and Sonya arrive as Zoe stays to watch the match. Becky locks in the disarmor for a quick W. The trash talking prior, like I said, it was <laughs> it wasn't very good and it was longer than the match was, so I don't know. It was kind of just shaky promos all around. Not the best performance here for Becky Lynch. It was meh. We got Judgment Day. They are talking in a very smoky hallway. Don't know what's going on with that. Finn Balor uh, seems very upset and Priest wants to have his match alone. So we're definitely playing around with the Trouble in Paradise situation with Judgment Day. Looks like they're going to split off, which I'm fine with. Just keep Dom and Rhea together and, and we should be good to go. We got a Money in the Bank qualifier match. It is Matt Riddle versus Damian Priest. Riddle dropped over the ropes. Damian plants him with a headlock driver. I thought that was a really cool move. Riddle misses a floating bro. Damian catches bro. Hits a razor's edge. Pins and grabs the final spot in Money in the Bank. I mean, damn. I was not expecting Damian to get the win here. I thought they would go with Riddle. No, not really nothing against Damian. Just Riddle seems like a better fit for Money in the Bank. But uh, yeah, kind of a, a win out of nowhere here for Damian. Pretty cool. Familiar Foes having a good back-and-forth match. I believe these two had some stuff going on down in NXT together while they were down there. It was good. Big spots from both guys, and like I said, surprised that they're picking Priest over Riddle. Quite surprised. 7 out of 10. Good match. Imperium arrived to pick the bones of Matt Riddle. Gunther's trash-talking him. Nothing really happens after that. We got Cody Rhodes. He has a fired-up interview discussing Dom Dom. Pretty good stuff. Byram is interviewing a very distressed Natalia. 
Nobody cares because, hey, look, it's Sammy and Kevin Owens. They're having an exchange of words with Imperium, which is by far more interesting than Natalia. Gunther wants a shot at the tag team titles. Kevin Owens blows a gasket, as usual. Says he's got to change first, and then he's going to kick some ass. Hell yeah. Thumbs up. Good little segment here. We move on. It is Ricochet versus Bronson Reed. Shinsuke comes out to watch only for a moment. He kicks Bronson in the head, and the match is disqualified. So, kind of the same thing that happened last week between these three. They interfere with each other's matches, getting disqualified, adding in some more heat to the money in the bank. I mean, that's fine and everything. I was just a little bit disappointed because there's a pretty enjoyable match going on in the ring before the shenanigans comes in. Uh, The three men brawl. Shin and Ricochet form a short alliance to hit a double superplex on Bronson. And yeah, pretty decent. Sami Zayn discusses Kevin's amount of blow-ups lately. Kevin blows up again. This is this is excellent. <laughs> Thumbs up again. Uh, but he does assure Sammy that he will be good to go later on tonight. I mean, Kevin Owens, absolutely on fire right now. Ricochet backstage warns Shinsuke not to interfere in his matches ever again or else. So, so intense. Finn Balor calls out Seth Rollins to the ring for a chat, but no funny business, he says. Seth Rollins comes out doing all the funny business. Finn Balor not impressed with that. That makes me giggle. Finn Balor wants revenge for what happened seven years ago, and he wants that shit to go down at Money in the Bank. Seth says Finn got bitter while he got better. That was a pretty nice line right there. Good stuff. Seth accepts the match from Finn Balor, and he also asks which version of Finn Balor will be at Money in the Bank, the old-school Finn Balor or Bitch Balor. So this was a great segment. Really happy that we're, we're going to revisit this, so just to try and catch everybody up, seven years ago, uh, Finn Balor beat Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. Uh, the first ever Universal Champion was Finn Balor, but during that match, he got his shoulder a whole bunch of just a really bad injury from a buckle bomb gone wrong from wrong from Seth Rollins so Finn Balor the next day needed to relinquish the championship and he's really never captured that that momentum that he had during that that period of Finn Balor's career he really hasn't captured uh that magic again so they're bringing it back up and honestly that was kind of the reasoning why I just kind of fell off with Finn Balor. He came back from that injury and they just never really dealt with that problem that he kind of, he never lost the championship. They haven't really gone into that deep. They've kind of teased it here and there, but it hasn't gone deep. So I'm hoping they go deep with it because it's a just a fantastic storyline. It's just sitting there. It should write itself, should be really good stuff. So I'm excited for this. Thumbs up for the segment as well. We got Raquel Rodriguez versus Shayna Baszler with Ronda Rousey. Raquel tossing Shayna around. Ronda gets involved. Raquel chokes her, allowing Shayna to do the roll-up on Rodriguez. Ronda assists by putting the foot on Raquel, adding more leverage. And yeah, Shayna picks up the victory here with a whole bunch of shenanigans. Quick match. It was fine. We move on as Chad Gable with the Alpha Academy versus Eric with the Viking Raiders. Valhalla attacks Maxine. Gable must be a good teacher because Maxine just hits a... Uh, I mean, it wasn't the best-looking arm drag, but she hit an arm drag on Valhalla. Gable rolls up Eric for a fast W. And, man, again, another quick match that I was hoping to be a little bit longer because I'm a fan of both of these guys, and it looked like it was going to be a good match. But I think, more importantly, they are setting up Maxine versus Valhalla to happen pretty soon. Haven't seen Valhalla in the ring yet since she has returned as Valhalla. She was okay in the ring prior to that I forget what the fuck she was doing but yeah she's okay we got Finn Balor he is seen having a chat with Judgment Day or not Judgment Day JD McDonough god damn it oh my god so this has me creamy they didn't talk very long JD takes off as Damien arrives Priest tells Finn to end Rollins but there is some tension between the two right here so Damien Finn having some problems and there's a potential here with Finn Balor maybe gonna hang out with JD McDonough maybe he's gonna mentor him regardless that is a nice little pairing right there Uh, JD kind of reminds me of a younger Finn Balor so I would like that to happen that would be really cool we got Seth Rollins he announces there will be an open challenge next week and it just so happens that Logan Paul is going to be there next week so 
good chance we might see um, Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins, but it could literally be anybody. I just thought it was a little bit suspicious that Logan Paul's going to be there next week. We move on. It is the main event time. It is the undisputed tag team championships uh, being defended by Kevin and Sammy versus Gunther and Kaiser Ludwig of Imperium. Gunther takes Sammy's head off with a massive big boot. Gotta love that. Kevin goes crazy on the hot tag. Gunther nailing numerous just vicious lariats. They even hit a doomsday device, which, I don't know, teams have been doing that lately on both WWE and AEW. I'm into it. Sammy manages to kick out of the doomsday device. Out comes Matt Riddle which with a bunch of the brass and referees trying to stop him, doing the, ah, get out of here, get out of here stuff. Riddle with a spin move around the brass right into a big boot from Gunther, so that was pointless. Sammy hits a blue thunderbomb on Kaiser, pins, and a very rare victory with the blue thunderbomb, but the champions defend. Holy crap, man, that was a stiff fight, as expected. I mean, it's, it is Gunther, so that's what, that's what goes down. Those lariats especially looked fucking horrific. Gotta give those a thumbs up. It was a long match with some smart tag team wrestling, especially from Imperium. Resilient performance from the champions. Good back and forth, big spots. Yeah, man, there's a lot to like about this really good match. Seven and a half out of ten, and that's the end of Raw. Pretty solid show this week. I mean, half of the matches were short nothings. I mean, seriously, if you could just take out some of the immense amount of fat that is surrounded in the programming of Monday Night Raw, all the self-promotions, merchandising, replays of things that happened seven minutes ago, rehashing the whole entirety of your programming from prior weeks. I mean, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of fat on Monday Night Raw, and just not enough time given to the wrestlers to shine, you know? Anyway, uh, finally doing something with Seth and Finn Balor. That should be a home run. Finn Balor is just really good right now, he seems to be in a really confident, good spot, really enjoying him, Seth Rollins, I mean, Seth fucking Rollins, it's gonna be awesome, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, the men's money in the bank, I mean, it's set now, looks like a good lineup, mostly of former NXT guys, so I'm, I'm pretty down with that, you got Cody Rhodes and Dom, a little bit of a curveball, honestly, but like I said, man, Dom is hot, Cody is hot, so it could actually be unreal, it could be a real uh, entertaining match, we'll, we'll call it that, Kevin Owens, fantastic as always, Raw, 6 out of 10 this week, not bad, we'll move on to NXT, I just gotta find the notes, cause there's so many damn notes this week, alright, NXT 2.0 is kicking off with the schism, with Ava versus Wesley, Tyler Bate, and Mustafa Ali, 6 man tag team match right here, we got a gorgeous triple powerbomb by Schism. They pin, but another referee breaks up the tag because uh, the pin wasn't legal. So out of nowhere, that referee shows up. I was like, whoa, okay. We don't see that too often. Some ref on ref, um, not violence, but they're arguing with each other. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, Tyler Bate hits a Tyler Driver 97 for the W and Jesus, that was a really wild opening tag match. I mean, the chemistry between these six guys is off the charts. They're just flowing like a nice awata in, in the ring. It was it was really, really good shit. Thumbs up for all that. Crazy offense, hard hitting, near falls, and the referee drama. I mean, damn, great opening match. Eight at ten. We move on. It is Chase U going absolutely bananas backstage. Duke feeling stressed a little bit here. He calls up. Mr. Chase looking for a little bit of guidance right here, and uh, everyone's hoping that Chase will return soon, and me too. Me too. Braun Breaker now, he is dressed like he just came from a funeral or something. He calls out Seth Rollins, out comes Ilya Drugunov, he tries to attack, but he is stopped by the referees doing the, ah, get out of here stuff. Rollins appears on the big screen, he accepts Braun Breaker's challenge. Next week, they're gonna get it on, King, so... I, I'm assuming that might be the open challenge match for next week. Looks like it's going to Braun Breaker and maybe not Logan Paul, but maybe it's a triple threat. Who knows? That'd be kind of cool. I like this idea, but again, I just don't want Seth Rollins to get burned out. Like, if he's going to be fucking having matches with NXT guys and then doing Raw, I mean, he's going to get burned out. But anyway, I think it's cool. We got Dana Brooke. Oh, boy. She gets welcomed back by uh, welcome back to NXT by my boo, my baby, the sweetest of all time, 
Cora Jade. Uh, she welcomes her with a nice revenge slap for eliminating her in the Battle Royale a week or two ago. And goddamn right, Cora Jade, that's, that's how you welcome Dana Brooke to NXT. So sweet. All right, we got Mustafa Ali. He adds himself as a special guest referee for the upcoming Wesley versus Tyler Bate match. I'm not, I smell shit but with Mustafa Ali, man. I don't trust this guy. He's up to something. It's only a matter of time, man. It's only a matter of time. I just, you could just sense something's wrong here. We move on. It is Cora Jade versus Thea Hale with Duke Hudson. Jade about to smack Hale with a kendo stick. Out comes Dana Brooke. She shows up, pushes Cora into the steel steps. What the fuck? Thea locks in a Kimura lock, and Cora Jade forced to tap out. Whoa! Dang it. I mean, Dana Brooke, how could you do that? Poor innocent Cora Jade. She did nothing wrong. She slapped you as a sign of respect. There was, I, I mean, wow. That's just unbelievable. Dana Brooke, Cora Jade, you guys got to get it on. Get some, get some fighting going on. But Thea Hale... Well done. I really like, I just, I'm a big old fan of Thea. Love that she's picking up wins. Would have preferred that she didn't pick up a win over Cora Jade, but it is what it is. The match was solid. We move on. It is Noam Dar now on crutches with his group, The Metaphor. Uh, he complains he can't defend his fucking Heritage Cup or whatever. So, Aura Mensa is going to replace him tonight. I'm okie dokie. Sounds good. So, we move on to that match. Is the Heritage Cup. Heritage Cup match, Oramensa versus Nathan Frazier with Dragon Lee. So Frazier, so this is the Heritage Cup rules with the rounds, best two out of three falls. So Nathan catches Mensa with a roll-up. He is up 1-0 pretty, pretty early in the match. Shenanigans from the metaphor allowed Mensa to hit a nice spin kick to tie it up at 1. Frazier has it one right here, but time runs out in round three. I like that spot right there. Well done. Good use of the clock. Metaphor interfere yet again. This time it is stopped by Ferois and Leon. Alrighty then. Frazier hits a beautiful, I mean beautiful, Phoenix Splash pins. And no! Heritage Cup champion. Or I get that's what they're calling it. It's Nathan Frazier, y'all. Damn. Uh, I like this cup match. Uh, much better than the last one with Dragon Lee. Nothing against Dragon Lee. Like I said, mostly just doesn't go with his style. But I thought a little bit better here with Nathan uh, Frazier. It was a faster paced match. I like the use of the clock there with that near fall. Mensa gets a pretty nice spotlight. I thought he did well. And Frazier with a huge W. And now the Heritage Cup champion. So pretty fucking cool. It was a good match. 7 out of 10. Oh no, here we go again. It is the weekly segment of Mr. Stone and Vaughn Wagner. They are discussing therapy again. Dijak giggles at them. Vaughn aggressively tells Mr. Stone that he trusts him. Fucking weird, man. This whole this storyline is so strange, but it's again, it's I I'm kind of leaning towards the it's so bad it's good kind of area right here, but yeah, just strange, really strange. We got Dabakato in a handicap match versus Scripps and Axiom. Dabakato is obliterating Axiom with massive lariats. We get some interesting acrobatics done by Axiom and Scripps. I thought it was pretty cool. After chopping down the big man for quite a bit, Axiom kicks his head off for a massive upset victory. I mean, wow, Axiom and Scripps picking up the dub over the big man. Entertaining match. I thought they did a well, I thought they did good doing the, you know, the the small guys taking down the big guy, chopping him down. I thought they did that well. Axiom and Scripps building some good chemistry here, you know. Fucking Scripps showing them some of that Cirque de Solace stuff, doing some cool flippies. Not bad. And then we get a Angel Garza and Alberto Corrio, the Los Lotharios. They return to attack Scripps and Axiom. So, uh, uh, honestly, completely forgot about the Los Lotharios. I, uh, I, liked, um, I liked Angel Garza. My wife really liked him because he used to just rip his pants off, which was quite entertaining. So, hopefully he keeps doing that. Alberto, uh, you know, that's all. We got Stax with his conspiracy board. Uh, he seems to have everything all worked out here uh, to get he and the Don the tag team titles. So uh, pretty interesting here. Uh, I, I like I like Stax and Don, so it's just kind of entertaining. We got Duke Hudson hyping up Thea Hale. She really doesn't need to be hyped up. She's already very, very hyper, but she gets even more hyper. 
Uh, they are going to celebrate with a pep rally next week, so that's going to be entertaining. Out comes Tiffany Stratton. She she ain't impressed. Neither is Dempsey or Gulak. And, uh, well, I'm impressed. So you go, Thea Hale. Thumbs up for her. We got Anofi versus Blade right here. So uh, they're trying out the recent trend of partners having matches against each other. Hank and Tank come out to watch. Anofi with a roll-up. Blade shifts his weight, counters the pin, and picks up the W right here. Really solid match. It was a little bit short. But both men with a few nice high flying spots. It was decent. Anofi and Blade have a bromant in the ring. Oh, that's really nice. And then Booker T decides he's going to spoil the moment, announces a match between the teams next week, and then a big old brawl breaks out. Way to go, a hole. Fucking Booker T always starting up shit. We're having a bromant right here, and you root it. We move on. It is Damon Kemp complaining about his loss last week. Eddie Thorpe shows up, challenges Kemp to a match. Whenever, wherever, however, whoever, whatever, Kemp says, maybe. Now we get a pretty good video promo here from Blair Davenport going over her attacks on Wendy Chu, Nikita Lyons, and Sol Ruka and all that great stuff. Well done. I liked it. Thumbs up. We got Roxanne Perez versus Tatum Paxley. Roxanne rolls up Tatum. She bonks her head, uh, and she picks up the W. It, was, uh, it felt like a very rushed match. I mean, Perez... Uh, really not a a whole lot going on in this match. I was a little bit disappointed here after Perez calls out Blair Davenport. So, I mean, hopefully that match will be good. I am desperately, uh, I'm super excited to see Blair Davenport in the ring again. It's been a long time, and I loved what she did in the ring last time I saw her, so I can't wait. We got a video introducing Lucienne Price and Bronco Nima, okay? Uh, I do like the look of these guys. They looked big. They looked jacked. Uh, and they're adding another team to the tag team division. I like it, man. I really... You don't get enough of that where you just get teams that are... They start out as a team. You get a lot of, you know, just, oh, let's just grab this single guy and that single guy and we'll mash them together and we'll see if it works. This is a looks like a legitimate tag team, so I like that. We move on is the main event. It is the number one contenders match. Baron Corbin versus Ilya Dragunov. Baron cracks Dragunov with a meaty chop. Uh, not a good idea, Baron. You have set off Ilya. He responds by ripping off Corbin's shirt and just going to town on that chest. You know what I'm saying? Good stuff. Ilya going for the final blow. Breaker runs in, takes the hit. Baron hits ends of end of days and steals the W. God. Damn it, but seriously, yes. That's what I am looking for out of NXT version of Baron Corbin, man. That was, that was, that might have been the best match he has had in a very, very long time. He was throwing stiff shots. He was taking a whooping from fucking Drugganov. Drugganov won't accept anything other than you get in a fucking fight with me right here, right now. And oh yeah, he dragged Baron Corbin into a fight with him. That was some good stuff. Uh, he hit a really nice deep. Uh, six this week, uh, definitely a lot better than the one that he hit last week. That was dog shit. And, I mean, my boy Drugganoff, amazing as always. Selling like a champion and just super duper intense. Well done. Eight out of ten, great match. We got Carmelo Hayes. He jumps Baron in the ring as Breaker and Drugganoff brawl. So, maybe we got Braun Breaker versus Drugganoff incoming. I don't care. If Drugganoff is, in, is involved in the match, it's going to be a banger. So, I don't even care. And that's the end of the show. I thought it was a very good NXT this week. The tag division is gaining momentum. Really like... I mean, they didn't really do too much with the singles. You know, the tag team partners fighting each other. It... You know, it, it was fine. It was cool. It was a fun little experiment. But now they're all going to start fighting as tag teams against each other. So that should be some good shit. Thea Hale on fire. And some pretty damn good wrestling throughout this show. Seven and a half out of ten. Good job, NXT. So let's do let's do SmackDown. We'll keep all the WWE stuff together this week. We got SmackDown there in Kentucky this week. Goddamn. Starting off with a number one contenders tag team gauntlet match for the undisputed tag team titles. We got the Street Profits going up against the Brawling Brutes first. Dawkins goes crazy off of the hot tag, but he eats a brogue kick and the Brutes pin and move on. The OC enter the gauntlet next. They they do a good little beat down on the Brutes, but Anderson gets too cocky and he eats a brogue kick. Brutes moving on again. 
We got the LWO. They're up next. They started off with some nice high-flying moves, but it gets stopped by Ridge with his new modified DDT move. It's fine, pretty good. And he takes out the LWO. Brutes moving on again. They're on fire. In comes Hit Row. Oh, we know how this is going to go down. They enter and they get immediately taken out by Sheamus. Fuck yeah. And then last up, we got Pretty Deadly. So Prince making a sneaky tag right here behind Sheamus' back. Sheamus hits the Celtic Cross, but he hits it on the wrong man. Prince comes in. He nails a... Very confused Sheamus with a big old top rope leg drop and pretty deadly yet again, stealing another W. I mean, fuck. Pretty solid gauntlet match here. I mean, obviously the Brutes getting uh, a lot of the time looking really good. And I was a little bit sad that Butch wasn't in there. I thought he would have been like the perfect guy to have in a gauntlet match, but maybe he would have been too good because I don't know. They should have won if Butch was in there. But anyway, uh, Kevin and Sammy, they come out to congratulate their new challengers. Sammy, in a very un-Canadian moment, tells Pretty Deadly to get the hell out of here. Pretty Deadly do their yes boy stuff and they won't leave. Sammy, baffled by Kevin's calmness in this moment, sets him off on Pretty Deadly and then Kevin has a minor meltdown. Hilarious little moment right here and yeah, pretty good for Pretty Deadly. (laughs) Pretty good for Pretty Deadly, that's good. Um... Yeah, I mean, they haven't really shown off crazy stuff in the ring yet. They're mostly, they're very entertaining. Like, they're a very entertaining tag team. Smart ways of them picking up wins and, and heelish ways. It's pretty decent. I'm excited to see how they, how the chemistry is going to be between them and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. It should be interesting. We move on. It is Paul Heyman. He talks with Roman Reigns backstage. Paul Heyman, very concerned about Jay's ultimatum that he laid down last week, saying that if if, uh, Jay's going to come back into the bloodline, Paul Heyman needs to leave the bloodline. Roman tells Paul not to worry about it, and he sends him to go find Jay and talk to him again. We move on. It is Io Sky with Bailey versus Selena Vega. Will Selena have a match longer than five minutes? The answer may shock you. It's no. Bailey argues with the referee, making him miss the pinfall. Io argues with Bailey. Selena hits a 619, pins and wins. And at seriously, seriously, why can't Selena have a, have a longer match? I mean, it, it, are you guys just protecting her if she has a long match? Is she going to get exposed for not being able to like I don't know what's going on. She can't have a match longer than 5 minutes. I'm pissed off. Bailey and Io, they're still arguing backstage. Shotzi decides I'm gonna swoop in. She asks Bailey to put her money in the bank spot on the line. EO accepts for Bailey. That was that was good. Bailey not happy about it. And it looks like damage control is definitely on their last legs right here. You got Dakota Kai is just off rather with injury or or whatever's going on with her. EO and Bailey have been arguing for quite a few weeks now, so it's only a matter of time. I would imagine the breakup is going to happen at Money in the Bank. We got Adam Pierce. He won't answer Bianca Belair about a rematch that she asked for. So Bianca tells him that she will do it her way. Fuck yeah, Bianca. That's what I'm talking about. We move on. It is the Waller effect with Charlotte Flair. Boo! And her stupid outfit. I don't know what the fuck she's wearing. She looks like a peacock or something. Charlotte brags about herself. Out comes Bianca Belair. Bianca calls out Charlotte for skipping the line and taking her ball and going home whenever she loses. And I cannot agree more. And Bianca goes on more and more. She drops the mic and just walks off. I mean, that was fucking awesome from Bianca. Double thumbs up from her. She she was speaking for everybody, man. Like, all the women probably in the locker room, they probably have the same feelings against Charlotte. Like, who is she? She's so entitled. She gets everything she wants. And honestly, man, Charlotte, I... There's a lot of reasons why I don't like her. But even in this, where she was just kind of standing there, and she just doesn't give her opponents, she doesn't give the people she's working with anything. Like, all she did, she stood there with that smug look on her face. She doing the I don't know man she's just awful I fucking do not like Charlotte Flair she's a one of the most selfish workers in the business right now oh just can't have it Charlotte you suck thumbs down but double thumbs up for Bianca that was awesome we got Paul Heyman he finds Jay Uso gives him a nice heartfelt apology Jay ain't having it he tells Paul he's out if they want him back so nothing has changed there 
We got AJ Styles and Mia Yim in a, what do you call it? A mixed tag team match versus Karrion Cross and Scarlett. Styles' clash is broken up by Scarlett. AJ calls her a bitch. Oh, snap. Karrion Cross goes crazy. He hits an F5 for some reason. Pins and wins. I don't, I don't know if he's ever pulled out that F5, but he did tonight. Short match. Michael Cole calls it impressive. Uh, he's extremely wrong about that. That match sucked. Thumbs down. We got Paul Heyman. He tells Roman the bad news. Roman sits in silence for a awkward amount of time. Solo grunts. Paul Heyman runs away. Alrighty then. We got Baron Corbin. He attacks Cameron Grimes backstage. So Baron Corbin doing some double duty right here. Interesting. We got Rey Mysterio. He tells the crowd uh, the thing that he is most proud of of all time in his whole entire career is bringing back the LWO. Wow, Ray, I mean, you're not proud of your family, maybe not proud of the relationship between you and Eddie Guerrero, uh, maybe winning the Royal Rumble at number two and then going on to WrestleMania and winning the championship for Eddie Guerrero. You know, nah, fuck all that shit. Just bringing back the LWO. That is your crowning achievement. Very interesting. Uh, We got a big old introduction for Escobar. They love each other. That's very nice. Aw. We got a match. It is Escobar versus LA Knight. You guessed it. Quick roll-up victory for Escobar. Meh. I mean, really nothing to say here. Very disappointing. Jey Uso passes Sami Zayn backstage. They stare at each other, but there are no words. Yeah, not, not absolutely nothing to say there. Now we got the bloodline taking 15 minutes to arrive to the ring again, only for Roman to say, acknowledge me, and immediately get interrupted. Thumbs down for that. I mean, and also notice that Paul Heyman is still carrying around the two older versions of the Universal Championship. Uh, my, my thought process is that they're just trying to make it look like Roman has more championships than he actually has. So, uh, okay. So Jay interrupts, makes his way out. Roman asks him if he's in or out. Jay says Paul needs to leave. So nothing new here. Roman says Jay will lead one day, but not yet. Roman claims that Jimmy is the problem. Out comes Jimmy trying to convince Jay Roman is nuts. Roman tells Jay that Jimmy didn't believe in him. Jimmy admits that he did in fact say that, but, but, but. Doesn't matter. Jay flips, says that Jimmy is out. Oh, no. But so is he. Bum, bum, bum. Jay blasts Roman in the face with a kick. Solo. With a kick to the face, the brothers, the Usos, they're fully reunited. They kick Roman's head off together, and aw, what a great moment. All right, so we finally got our answer. Bros before hoes, am I right? I mean, you got the Usos. So I guess that's what we're going to go into here. It looks like Roman and Solo versus the Usos. If, if Okay, we can do that for maybe a couple months and we'll see where that goes but there's no tag team titles here so i don't know what they're going to end up fighting for maybe one of them jimmy and or jay they both try to go for the universal championship maybe it leads to you know roman taking both of them out and then solo being convinced eventually to come over and then maybe solo beats him because it seems like they really believe in solo so that's what i that's what i'm predicting but uh pretty good segment i mean fairly it's just over long man like the the entrance of roman reigns is just so much time like that's why half of the matches on this card tonight had fucking less than three minutes to work with because roman needs to make his big fucking grand entrance to say one word and ugh, just too much too much fluff too much padding don't like it but the segment at the end, when we finally got the payoff, that was nice. The crowd lost their mind. My wife and I were like, ah, but like just taken forever. And that's the end of the show. Again, not sure why SmackDown can't have matches over five to seven minutes. It seems like they really struggle to have matches. Even like the gauntlet match, like that one shockingly was longer because, I mean, you had so many people, but I wouldn't have been shocked if it was a five minute gauntlet match because that's just the way that it seems to be going right now. And they're just not doing a good job at all showing off the roster. I mean, Escobar and fucking one-minute matches, Selena and one-minute matches, tag team matches. Like, you just don't get to see people enough. Anyway, uh, my suggestion, maybe, is don't have 80% of the show dedicated to recaps, replays, merchandising commercials, and, of course, Roman Reigns' 20-minute walk to the ring. There may be some time left over for some actual fucking wrestling on SmackDown because lately SmackDown, this has been trash. You got 
Charlotte Flair is just coming in and completely flattening out the women's division, which I know I've been saying over like the last few weeks that the women's division, especially on SmackDown, has been lacking. But again, refer back to prior arguments of over-fluffing the show and not giving them any time to actually wrestle because there's talented wrestlers on SmackDown. We just don't get enough time to see how talented they are. So... Not a good SmackDown this week. I would highly suggest just to skip the show. Watch the little final three minutes of the Roman Reigns segment so you figure out what's going on. But this sucked. Four out of ten. Not good SmackDown. Get your shit together. Speaking of get your shit together, it's dynamite time. They're in Washington, D.C. this week. Starting off with a championship eliminator match. MJF versus Adam Cole. Like, oh my god, dude. This is main event pay-per-view match opening Dynamite. That's crazy. So if Adam Cole gets the win over MJF tonight, he will get a title shot in the future. So Maxwell (laughs) interacting with the fans. I love this. He's throwing popcorn, chirping people. even knocks a dude's glasses off off of his face. I mean, masterclass, thumbs up. Cole rocks MJF with a super kick, busting open his lip. How you doing? MJF hits Cole with a tombstone on the apron, hurting his own knee, so that's going to be an ongoing storyline. The champ hits a huge elbow drop from the top rope, putting Bay Bay through a table. Thumbs up for that. Looked great. Brinsberg gets knocked out. MJF tries the old Eddie Guerrero, but it backfires. Adam Cole cracks the champion with the belt, lowers the boom. The referee makes the slow count, giving MJF the chance to kick out, and he does that. Referee catches MJF trying to use the diamond ring. Cole with a super kick. Panama Sunrise lowers the boom one more time. And the bell rings before the three count. We got a rare time limit draw. Cole missing the major victory by one second. That was fucking excellent. Adam Cole asked for five more minutes, but obviously MJF ain't doing that. He runs off with his championship. Wow. I mean, pay-per-view main event right here. What? Wow. That was excellent. 30 minutes of just everything you can ask for in a match. You got counters, big offense, drama, shenanigans, uh, great heel work from MJF, and some absolutely ridiculous near falls. I mean, wow. MJF in this match really reminds me, even just... Just MGF in general on this this episode of Dynamite really reminds me of like prime heel Triple H, but even better. Like Triple H at his best could fucking rile up the crowd, boo the shit out of him, and then put on a nice methodical match in the ring. But though MGF, I feel he draws a lot of inspiration from that style of uh, methodical wrestling. He does it so much better because he can hit those big moves. Like MGF has a excellent uh, move set. He's got big moves and he pulls them out at the right time where sometimes let's just say for the, the young bucks, for example, they will pull out like 30 super kicks and all this big finishing offense, tons of near falls and kind of oversaturated where MGF can kind of, it's a, it's a little bit refreshing, honestly, when it comes to the AEW style, because there's uh, not very much methodical wrestling of this style, but MGF is really really good at doing it and myself personally not that big of a fan of the methodical style of wrestling especially like Triple H versus Randy Orton Triple H versus Randy Orton Triple H versus Batista Triple H versus Batista that kind of stuff but MJF fucking wow what a great match eight and a half out of ten we move on it is Sammy Guevara cutting a promo he announces that he and Ty Mello are going to be having a baby girl very nice congratulations Darby Allen arrives. He tells Sammy he needs to get out from underneath the JAS. Chris Jericho hears this. He comes out. He is pissed right the fuck off. Chris tries to settle down Sammy. Darby chirps Jericho with a, a really good one. He calls it. He's like, you're a wizard, right? But how come every time you enter the ring, the magic is gone? I'm like, oh, shit. That's some pretty good stuff, Darby. Uh, <laughs> and then out comes Sting. With his baseball bat, he goes to the ring and has a baseball bat stare off with Chris Jericho. They touch baseball bats, and yeah, looks like they're setting up a potential Chris Jericho versus Sting match. I mean, all right, that could be that could be fun. 
we go, we move on now. It is Sonata opening, uh, announcing a open challenge for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship at Forbidden Door. Later, it is Jungle Boy who is accepting the challenge. So we're going to have Jungle Boy versus Sonata at Forbidden Door, y'all. That that could be, I mean, every match that they've announced for Forbidden Door so far, I am creamy for. So I can't wait to go to Forbidden Door next weekend. We got an eight-man tag team match. It is Orange Cassidy, Keith Lee, Sting, and Darby Allen, a really odd team right here, versus the Mogul Embassy. Brian Cage rocking some really terrible-looking face paint, trying to look like late 80s, early 90s Sting. I'm not into it. Mogul Embassy with a massive powerbomb stomp combo onto Keith Lee. Pretty impressive right there. We got an orange punch. Sting hits the death drop on Brian Cage. Pins and wins. I mean, Jesus, that was a fucking train wreck of a tag team match, but in a good way. Like, it was just absolutely carnage. Fast-paced. Keith Lee was going wild out there. I really enjoyed his performance and sting i mean (laughs) sting doing anything at his age is a miracle so fucking hell yeah seven and a half out of ten really good entertaining match we got the uh the young guns they call out the hardy boys for a match so all right so it's the battle of the boys we got a tnt championship match wardlow with arn anderson defending against jake haggard Haggard jumps Wardlow before the bell. Parker and Menard distract Wardlow. Arn and his boy Brock chase them off. And Arn, I mean, Chase is, I'm, I'm using that term lightly. He, he speed, you know, old man power walked after them. We got Wardlow battling back. Swanton bomb, power bomb, symphony, pins and retains the championship. You know, solid big hoss match. Pretty standard uh, Wardlow stuff going on. And then we get Luchasaurus and Christian. They appear on the screen, but there's no audio, so we can't hear what they said. Uh, but they do have a bloodied Arn Anderson. So Wardlow is flipping out. He chases after them. So, okay. Uh, we got Hiroshi Tanahashi. He challenges MJF at Forbidden Door for the AEW Championship. And then it goes to MJF just like, you know, licking his wounds backstage from his fucking ridiculous match earlier. And he's just like, how about no? Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Fuck. I love MJF so much, but you're doing this match, and I can't wait to see you, bro. Thumbs up. We got an AEW Women's Championship match. Tony Storm with the Outcast defending against Sky Blue. So Sky Blue brings her mom to watch in the crowd, which is never a good idea, because Ruby blasts her mother in the face with the spray paint, and she goes to town on it. It was just like... Like she just sprayed the fuck out of her. It was it was pretty goddamn funny. Uh, Sky Blue rallies back. She shoots spray paint into Tony's face, hits her finisher. But of course, Ruby is there for the distra- distraction on the ref. Tony hits Storm Zero, but Blue kicks out. That was that was, I didn't expect that. Tony puts her in a Texas clover leaf, and Sky Blue is forced to tap out. And Tony retains the championship. I mean, it was an impressive performance for Sky Blue. Short but sweet match. You know, not too much to go off of. Outcasts attack Sky Blue after the match. And out comes Willow Nightingale for the save. Very nice. It is the main event now. It is a six-man tag team match. you got the Blackpool Combat Club versus Hangman Adam Page and the Young Bucks. Brawl out of the gate. I mean... Absolutely going bad shit. Wicked dual springboard dives from the Elite. Gotta like that. Thumbs up. Blackpool hit the Doomsday device. Like I said, popular move right now. We got a near fall there. Bucks go super kick party. Hangman nails Yuta with a buckshot lariat. Pins and wins. I mean, whoo. I really love the chemistry with these teams. You got the ruthlessness of the Blackpool Combat Club just beating the fuck out of everything. And then the resilient high-flying of the Elite. I mean, I really like the combo here. Great match. 8 out of 10. The Blackpool, they're sore losers, so they attack the Elite after the match. And out comes... It's Eddie Kingston, baby. Oh, hell yeah. He returns. He beelines straight for Claudio. They get it on, King. Uh, Takeshka runs down to help the BCC, and then Kenny Omega helps the Elite take out the Blackpool Combat Club. So, this is great, but wait, we're not done yet. We got one more guy to join the party. It's Will Ospreay. He blasts Omega in the face with a kick and nails the Stormbreaker. Oh, man. I cannot wait for Omega versus Ospreay at Forbidden Door. Gonna be amazing. 
And that's the end of the show. Great dynamite. I mean, basically a free pay-per-view this week. You got pay-per-view quality matches, title matches. Wow. And more matches added for Collision and Forbidden Doors. And you see that WWE, AEW is able to have matches over five minutes long. And they're really, really good. And they show off how good the wrestlers are and all that great stuff. Great Dynamite. Going to give it a 8 out of 10. And we will go to Rampage now. We got a six-man tag team match to kick it off. Will Ospreay, Fletcher, and is it Jeff Cobb? I think it's Jeff Cobb. I, I like Cobb. Uh, versus the Best Friends and Rocky Romero. Jeff Cobb goes <laughs> he goes into the ring, drags his own partner to the corner because he's just like, fuck this shit. He's not going to get the tag. I'll go get him myself. And he tags himself in. I thought that was hilarious. Best friends in Rocky, giving the people what they want with the big group hug. Jeff Cobb says, no, not happening. So he picks up the, the group hug and then just slams them. That was fucking awesome. Even though Rocky kind of fell off, it's fine. Thumbs up. Great move. Fletcher hits a spinning tombstone and a running strike from Osprey. Pins and wins. Tons of off, tons of talent in the ring right here. Really like to see Jeff Cobb. That dude is awesome. I wish I could see more of him. Good performance from the United Empire. 7 at 10. We got Trish Adora versus Ty Valkyrie. Ty with some really odd dance moves throughout this match. uh, Before delivering a stomp to Trish for the W. Um, Fun moment when Trish rebounded in this match. I mean, but it was basically just a squash match. And uh, interesting that uh, Valkyrie is doing a stomp for a finisher. I thought her whole thing was doing that... Uh, whatever the hell move that she was doing, whatever. We got the Hardy Boys, they respond to the Ass Boys, and they ex- they accept their match. So cool, that'll be fun. Be nice if they can have like a TLC match or something. Jeff Hardy, again, just looks out of it. I don't know what's going on with that guy. We got a mixed trios tag team match. The, the Jarretts, Karen and Jeff Jarrett, plus Jay Lethal, with Sanjay Dutton Singh, of course, versus Mark Briscoe, Papa Briscoe, and Aubrey Edwards, baby, the referee. Aubrey finally gets her hands on Karen in this match. They brawl. Aubrey brains Jeff Hardy, or not Jeff Hardy, Jeff Jarrett. That'd be funny if it was Jeff Hardy. But she brains Jeff Jarrett with a guitar, puts Karen in a figure four, and Karen taps out. Aubrey gets the W. Very entertaining match. I mean, Papa hitting everyone with lariats was good. He got way more time than I was expecting. I I wanted more Aubrey, honestly. Uh, Jay Lethal, fantastic selling from him on everybody. He just sells for everyone. So good. Entertaining match. Move on is the main event. It is Takeshka with Don Callis versus Bandito. This is like a fucking dream match for me right here. Bandito jumps from the top rope, hits a Rana on uh, Takeshka off of the apron to the floor. I mean, fucking beautifully done, man. Like, that is such a hard move to do, and he does it so perfectly. It's amazing. Thumbs up. Takeshka hits Bandito with a lariat on the top rope. Big crash landing for them. That was nuts. Both men with awesome backflip counters on each other. I mean, wow, thumbs up. Takeshka hits the running knee, pins, and wins. I mean, wow. Just two of some of the best young talent in wrestling right now. Absolutely fucking crushing it on the main event. I love this. Bandito is the whole entire package. Like, he's not, like, he might be stronger than Takeshka, who is like 6'3, 240. Bandito, I don't know, 5'10, 180 pounds. Bandito, pound for pound, one of the strongest guys I've ever seen. And he's got the high flying ability. Great look. Oh, just so good. Eight at 10, great match. And a good rampage this week. The Jarrett shenanigans this week was a lot more palatable with Aubrey Edwards being involved, made that. Uh, just brought in a whole new breath of fresh life of entertainment that was getting very, very stale with me. But yeah, adding in Aubrey definitely helped that out right there. You got good opening match and a great finale. So good shit, Rampage 7 out of 10. And now we go to the new kid on the block. It is AEW's Collision. They're new. As far as I can tell, it's a two-hour program. Uh, that's what the internet is claiming, so that's, uh, well, okay, we'll go with that. I love the Elton John Saturday Night's All Right for a Fight for the theme song. That's just, I mean, it's on Saturdays. You kind of can't go wrong with that. That was like the Hockey Night in Canada theme, I believe, for a little while there. But, yeah, no, you can't go wrong with some Elton John. That's fantastic. Now the show begins. We got CM Punk. We're also in Chicago, which is the hometown of CM Punk. 
He comes out, he cuts a promo for Chicago fans, praising them and himself. Throws a little shade at the Young Bucks. That was, you know, that was pretty good. And he keeps saying, tell me when I'm telling lies. This seems to be his big new catchphrase. He said it about 487 times. My wife was very not into it. And I will admit, yeah, it was kind of getting annoying the amount of times that he kept repeating that. And then Punk, he has uh, the big red bag. It's uh, allegedly got the AEW championship inside of it uh, that he never actually lost. So he claims he's not going to give it up until someone can beat him for it. And yeah, I mean, it was definitely a CM Punk uh, promo here to start off the show. It was fine uh, for me personally. Like the shine and the aura of CM Punk is like completely gone now. Like all the years of him being away from wrestling... The fans clamoring and always demanding for him to come back. We got that last year. He came back and that was fine. Now that shine is gone. Now it's just CM Punk. We know exactly who he is. And like, yeah, it's nice to see the fans. They're all fired up for him. But uh, we'll see what happens with CM Punk when he's not in Chicago. It was a fine, fairly polarizing uh, promo. He was definitely shooting from the hip out there. And uh, that that's probably going to be the kind of the central theme, uh, I'm guessing, of what the show really is. It's going to be a lot of, I would imagine, CM Punk shooting from the hip, saying whatever he wants to say. So, starting out the show with that, we move on to the first match of Collision. It is the TNT Championship match. Wardlow defending against Luchasaurus with Christian. Wardlow begins the Powerbomb Symphony, but he gets a little bit too cocky, a little bit too focused on Christian. Luchasaurus is able to fight back. Christian bashes Wardlow with a camera. Luchasaurus hits a lariat in the back of the head. Pins, and we have a new TNT champion. It is Lucha freaking Saurus, everybody. Wow. Uh, fairly solid big hoss fight. You know, a little clunky here and there. Uh, I didn't, you know, I was hoping for more out of Luchasaurus. I know he is, he is, he's got so much more in the tank than what he gave in this match. Well, maybe we'll see more out of him now that he's the champion. But wasn't my favorite Luchasaurus performance uh, Wardlow was Wardlow, he was fine, you know, throwing bitches around, showing off the ridiculous power, did a swanton, it was, it was alright, decent match, but I am really happy for Luchasaurus getting the championship, I mean, the dude's hella deserving, I really like Luchasaurus, I just don't know how into I am with him and Christian being together, I just, I don't know, he looks awesome though, Luchasaurus got a great look. We move on. It is Buddy Matthews with Julia Hart versus the returning Andrade El Idolo. And whoever introduced that guy, they they butchered his name. They're like El Adolo or some shit. Anyway, love Andrade. He's a phenomenal in-ring performer. Let's see how he does. So Andrade looking real jacked, baby. Looking real jacked. Had some time off here, so he's, uh, he's pumped up a little bit. Andrade using the help of a young fan to get back into the ring. I, I like that little touch there. He grabs the fan's hand. Definitely made that young fan's moment. That was really sweet. Buddy nails a DDT and a great flagpole sell there from Andrade. Gotta love that. Buddy's knee gives out. Andrade blasts him with a wicked fake-out elbow. Oh my god, I, f- I forgot that he did that. I love that move. It literally it gets me every time he does it. It looks so good. Andrade locks in, locks in a figure four, locks it into the figure eight, Buddy is forced to tap out. I mean, Andrade, Buddy, it is how I've missed you so much, man, and especially that fucking fake out back elbow always gets me. Buddy worked really nicely with Andrade out there, both of them selling uh, injuries throughout this match. You got Buddy selling the knee and Andrade dealing with uh, a bad shoulder, so that was a good part of the story throughout. And uh, it was good. You got some good near falls there. It was a good back and forth match. Uh, you know, I don't like. I mean, I'm not gonna judge who you're dating, but if you're if you're unaware, Charlotte Flair is dating Andrade, and that's why he pulled out the figure four into the figure eight. I mean, it is what it is. It was a really good match, though. Seven and a half out of ten. We got Andrade looking for the handshake after the match, buddy. Pretty hesitant to do that. The lights go out. Out come the House of Black. Well, they don't come out. They just sort of appear. Lights go out again, and they disappear. Ooh, spooky. We got Tony Nese and Smart Mark. They're in the ring. Tony Nese wants to make Chicago lose some weight because they're a bunch of fat slobs. Very interesting. The trumpet sound. Oh, my goodness. It's Miro. Oh, fuck yeah. I have missed Miro for... Ever since he left, I mean, I love this guy. He's awesome. Great to see him back. He is going up against Tony Nese. 
poor Tony Nice. So Miro using Sheamus's Beats of the Valorant. Crowd really likes that. I wonder if Sheamus is okay with that. Miro destroys Nice, finish, finishes him off with the sidekick, locks in the camel clutch, and Nice is forced to tap out. Basically a squash match, you know, good selling from Tony. Miro hasn't missed a beat. I thought he looked really good, looking jacked. And I'm hoping this time for the big, a nice, big, good, long, dominating run out of Miro. The guy's a monster. We move on. It is the Outcast versus Willow Nightingale and Sky Blue. Sky Blue decided to bring her mom again because it went so well the first time. But this time it actually goes well for her mom. She gets some revenge slaps on the Outcast, so that was nice. Willow channeling her inner Kurt Angle, hits an angle slam, drops the straps. I mean, I love that, so thumbs up for that. That was good. Willow pushes Tony, making her spray her own partner in the face with the spray paint. Whoopsie daisy. Blue hits a lovely code red, and I'm, that, was, that shit was nice looking. Hits the pin and wins. Nice performance here for Sky Blue. Really fired up. I think she's from Chicago. I think that's what they're saying. So, you know, really fired up hometown performance. She was really great. And uh, just an overall entertaining match. Good shit. We got Tony Schiavone welcoming Daddy Ass and the Acclaim to the ring. We get a nice rap from Caster. Good stuff. Daddy says they are still going after the trio's championships. And then we have a massive, massive scissor party. Hell yeah. Good shit. Thumbs up. Now it is the main event time. And I don't, I don't know what was going on. It's a two-hour show, but it just seemed to fly by. It is main event time. It is a trio's tag team match. We got the returning Samoa Joe. Welcome back. Jay White and Juice Robinson versus FTR and CM Punk. We got an absolute shop fest going on throughout this entire match. There's so many... So many guys that are so good at chops. I mean, Dax and fucking uh, Jay White. Samoa Joe was getting up in there. That shit was awesome. I love it. The crowd absolutely goes nuts when CM Punk and Samoa Joe meet in the ring. They're reigniting that very old rivalry from Ring of Honor back in 2004 where they had a absolute war of a trio, uh, a trilogy of matches down there way back in the day. I never watched them, but I I remember even back then hearing about these guys, Samoa Joe and CM Punk, and then the first time I saw Samoa Joe was when he was in TNA, and I was hooked on Samoa Joe ever since. Uh, Joe is choking the life out of CM Punk. He gets saved just in time, right before he passes out. FDR hit the Shatter Machine. Punk's hit... Punk hits a GTS, pins, and they get the W. I mean, there's no way CM Punk was losing this one, but my goodness, there were so many brutal chops out there. Oh, really good stuff. Punk, you know, he was uh, definitely sheltered in his role tonight. He got in there a little bit, not too much, didn't do anything overly crazy, playing it mostly safe, a little bit of rust. You know, he doesn't, he's not like ripped and jacked and everything like other people are in AEW that that have some time off for injury. They come back fucking twice the size. CM Punk, you know, he looks like your typical, typical like dad who you just grocery shopping or something, you know? But uh, he was okay. The match was good. I mean... I really, I thought Samoa Joe looked good out there. He looked really intense. I, I like that look in Samoa Joe. Good match, 7 out of 10. And that's the end of the first collision. I thought it was a fairly solid beginning. Honestly, nothing like overly crazy. Uh, you do have the really hot crowd of Chicago uh, going nuts for the returning CM Punk. That always helps out the show overall. Uh, if they didn't have that, honestly, it just kind of seemed like a, a longer episode of Rampage featuring CM Punk. But you got lots of returns. I mean, awesome to see Andrade. He looked great. My boy Samoa Joe and Miro both coming back. Didn't see any Thunder Rosa. She seemed like she was kind of the other big piece that seemed to be coming over to Collision. But I guess not this week. They ran out of time. And overall, after watching this first episode, I'm not really sure what the direction of the show is going to be, other than it's the CM Punk appreciation show. But like I said, man, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with CM Punk when he comes to Canada, because my wife and I, we got tickets, we're going to Collision, we're going to check it out, and we got tickets for Forbidden Door the next day. So we're going to be taking in a weekend of wrestling next week, so... Uh, it, it might be a little bit, I don't know how it's going to go with the scheduling and how episodes are going to come out. It's going to be a little bit different. So I'm going to have like, a, am not going to sit there and, and write notes while I'm at the show. I'm just going to take it in, enjoy it as it is. And then I'll just come back and, and review it as it is. And I'm not going to take notes and shit, but it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, overall, I thought it was a, a pretty, you know, solid show. There's nothing really amazing about it. I thought the look of the show was pretty good with the yellow and the red. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was fine. Six and a half out of ten. 
But uh, I was kind of hoping, expecting maybe a little bit more, but uh, it was fine. Definitely wasn't bad or anything. And now we'll move on to the three stars of the week. We got a fairly, fairly beefy uh, section here this week. Let's start out with some shout outs before we get into the official three stars. Want to shout out Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Imperium on Raw this week. Just a really good match against two really good teams, man. Like, especially right now, Kevin Owens is on fire. He is like, Makes me laugh every single time that he's out there. And Imperium, man, just such a really fucking strong team in the ring. Uh, I believe this one was Kaiser and Gunther uh, uh, teaming for Imperium, but fucking really good match. I really enjoyed that. Uh, (laughs) This one's fun. You got Baron Corbin getting what could be his only shout-out ever on this show, but he's getting a shout-out for his match against Druganoff on NXT this week. Fucking great match. Druganoff is going to drag you into a fantastic match every single time, no matter who you are. And yeah, it was the best match I've seen out of Baron Corbin possibly ever, but definitely one of his best performances in a really long time. So if you're if you're a Baron Corbin fan and you're, and you're begging for some good Corbin matches, you got a pretty good one there on NXT this week. And one more shout-out. Let's do the trios tag team match. Schism versus Wesley, uh, Mustafa Ali, and Tyler Bate on NXT. Again, just another really good chemistry match. I mean, Schism, I've been all over them for like a year now. I think they're a really good team. Uh, Gimmick-wise, not so good. But in the ring, they're really strong. And you got some extremely talented guys on the other side. And Wesley, Mustafa Ali, and Tyler Bate. All three of them, insanely ridiculous. It was a really fucking great match. I was pleasantly surprised. Now, for the official three stars of the week, we are starting with third star goes to... It is Bandito versus Takeshka on Rampage. Honestly, just a a dream match for me. Love Bandito. Love Takeshka. I don't really love the fact that Takeshka has turned heel and joined up with Don Callis, but it is what it is. It was a great match. I, I was not let down. Both guys doing their crazy stuff. Bandito could be the strongest man I've ever seen in my life. That guy is just so powerful for his size. I can watch these guys go all day. It was a great match. Second star goes to Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite on Dynamite. I mean, we've seen these guys go at it before, but again, chemistry off the charts. You got the ruthless aggressiveness of of the Blackpool and the high-flying, crazy nature of the Elite. It's a match made in heaven. Really strong stuff. And first star of the week goes to... It is MJF versus Adam Cole, baby, on Dynamite. That match, that was a main event pay-per-view quality match, and they were kicking it off with Dynamite with that match. Like, are you fucking serious? That was amazing. The match was really fucking good. Like, imagine a Triple H match that isn't boring, and like, yeah. I mean, no disrespect to Triple H. I like Triple H. It's just that I think he is immensely overrated. He's very boring, and I swear to God, he had 800 matches between he and Randy Orton. I couldn't watch them. They're so fucking slow. Like, it's methodical versus methodical. It doesn't work. But this match, it was MGF's methodical nature versus Adam Cole's, whatever the fuck Adam Cole is. He's got a, little, a whole lot of shit going on. But MGF, your modern, like, a modern Triple H, like, old-school style methodical wrestler, but he's so fucking good at at it and his offense is so good and yes I uh, really like the MJF factor in AEW he kind of he's the opposite right like a lot of people in AEW they're fast paced tons and tons of crazy offense back to back to back and MJF he doesn't mind to slow it down play the crowds hit a big move here and there and yeah he likes to slow it down but he's really good at it It was a great match. It was my favorite match this week. Good enough for first star. And that is the show for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for for listening, not watching. But if you want to do some watching, you can watch these now on YouTube. They're getting uploaded onto YouTube now. So if you want to watch it, be my guest. Go over there and watch it. And while you're over there, you can check out the Resident Evil Let's Play that's going on over there. It's finished now, so I'm looking for a new game to play. Looking at uh, some Telltale games, maybe. Uh, Those kind of like pick-your-own-adventure games. I feel like those just translate really, really well to Let's plays I don't know and they're really easy for me to do it's not really stressful or anything 
And um, yeah, you can follow along on Twitter. You can send in questions, comments, anything like that. You can put them on the YouTube channel. You can send your questions in on Twitter. I have an email down there. If you want to get involved with the podcast, be my guest. I would love that. And yes, next week's going to be very big for uh, my wife and I. We're going to be doing a lot of wrestling next week. We're going to see Collision and Forbidden Door. So we're going to be traveling a lot. So I have no idea when all the episodes are going to be coming out, but they will be coming. Don't worry. And it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm very, very excited to go and see AEW live for the first time. We saw our first wrestling show live last year. We saw Monday Night Raw. It was amazing. We had so much fun. And we're going back for three more shows this summer. So we're doing uh, SmackDown as well in August. So that will be a lot of fun. Uh, Looking forward to all that. We'll have the GamerCast coming out tomorrow. It is going to be my first impressions of Tears of the Kingdom so far. Legend of Zelda. Uh, Played about... 45 50 hours of it so i'm just going to give you my first impressions so far throughout that game and it will be a two-parter i will have to come back and finish off the tears of the kingdom once i am actually done that game so that'll be probably tomorrow might be tuesday i don't know and wednesday or thursday we'll have the wrestle cat or um hockey cast well now that the uh collision has been added into the repertoire it looks like we're gonna have the wrestlecast on sundays now because collision doesn't come out until saturday night gotta watch it review it all that shit so probably gonna do sundays might move the gamer cast to tuesdays and then hockey on thursdays just so it's kind of spread out but i'll play it by ear if you want to keep up to date check out on twitter you follow along on there that's where i'll put up uh, any updates and stuff as i as i figure it all out as we go okay everybody so enjoy the rest of your week weekend everyone let me know what you thought of the first episode of collision did you think it was good do you think it's going to be uh, uh, just a failure on uh, for for aew do you think it's not going to be any good so far i mean it was fine it wasn't bad wasn't great it was just kind of there honestly it's just another two-hour wrestling event uh for me this week but there you go everybody we'll be back again really soon with some more gx plus cast.